0: It's been 30 years, and now I'm talking to you. 30 years working in critical care, and I find myself in this critical position. There's an epidemic out there. There's an epidemic of corona. There's an epidemic of opiates. The pandemic, or the epidemic of corona, in America kills some individuals every day. Each one is important. The epidemic of opiates, it's like a jumbo plane crashing every day for many, 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 many years. In the beginning of the 70s, Johnny Cash wrote a song, Junkies Lament. And as an introduction of the song in a TV show, beginning of the 70s, he was talking about the opioid epidemic that doesn't affect just teenagers, but people from all walks of life. What have changed? How long the corona epidemic will be with us? I don't know. Based on epidemics before that we had to face in the past, I don't know, six months, three months, four months, one year, no, not even that. But the opiate epidemic that is killing so many people, as I said, in America, like a jumbo plane crashing every day, is with us already for over 40 years. So what is wrong? What is really going on? Resources, money, yes, were are channeled to face the problem, to try to solve the problem. Governments all over the world allocated a lot of funds for that. The academic institutions, they receive millions and millions for research for so many years. With that, greed and moral prejudice is like a wall separating the afflicted to the light, to the possibility of being healed. The system is as such that everybody wants to treat everybody, but nobody is really trying to heal the afflicted. Why? Resources, and more resources. When a problem appears in front of a society, politicians, that's what they can do. They can allocate resources but they must put that trust in the academics in the professionals so what's happening with opioid dependency what's happening with this problem who should be dealing with that yes when you have a chemical imbalance this will influence the way you feel this will influence the way you behave this will influence the way interpretate the world and the way you react to it so all the resources are being channeled to try to deal with the manifestations of the basic problem on the behavior of the people they define those people as people with addiction personality they define those people as people with a weak personality but when a newborn from an addict mother comes to this world with a withdrawal syndrome. Psychologists, social workers, they will do the job. They will reverse the withdrawal syndrome of a newborn. So what we've been doing with those newborns? In America, every 15 minutes, you have a new baby that is born with a withdrawal syndrome. Can we reverse that? No, we can't. So what they do? They provide the newborn with drugs, morphine, methadone, to stabilize the situation. And then they force the baby to overcome the withdrawals by weaning off gradually. That is a long period of tormenting pain. Big percentage of those newborns will become neurological damage for the rest of their lives. Why? Because they don't fit the classification of an opioid dependent that probably has an addictive personality. So there's no answers for the newborn. When a child has cancer, and they are cured for the cancer, but due to the pain management medications, they remain dependent. And when you live in a world that the 11-year-old boy has to go to school under the effects of methadone, we must ask ourselves, what the fuck is going on with us? What is wrong here? So, I tell you what's wrong. The oxygen of society, resources, money, so the remedies becomes more important than the afflicted. To protect the remedies, the institutions, the rehab centers, the detox centers, and all this huge engine is eating the resources but it's eating the patients as well they became so strong they became so powerful that apparently nobody can can rock their boat when you expose your brain to an opiate we need to know that um, every human being in a way is opiate dependent we all produce endorphins now most of you have heard what endorphins are. And people will say, oh, that's what makes us feel good. That's what we produce when we make sport, sex, and when we have a good time. That's, uh, you know, the good-feeling drug. Is much more than that. The endorphin system is a system because we're talking about the production of endorphins and we're talking about opioid receptors. The receptors that will collect the endorphins so they can work. Now in simple language, why our body produce something like heroin? Because endorphins, they are not just the good feeling chemical. Endorphins are part of being um, our natural painkiller. Endorphins are antidepressant. Endorphins are anti-anxiety. Endorphins, they play a role in our fluid regulation by trying our tissues from fluids, water. Endorphins, they play a role in thermal regulation, Endorphins, they play a very important role in our sleeping patterns. Endorphins make us feel good, definitely. It's like uh, that chemical that make us feel like uh, we just receive a, a warm embrace and uh, make us feel good. The problem is that our system is regulated to a production of Micrograms, tiny tiny bit. And with that we live. Now once you introduce into your brain milligrams of a similar substance and you do it again and again and again, eventually the body won't feel the need to produce endorphins. Your endorphin production will be compromised and slowly you produce less and less. less and then you will feel the need to use the external opiate not because you want to feel high because that's what you need that's what's missing until the system just crashed and then you develop your dependency and this dependency has nothing to do with who you are or who you were why who you were because from this moment once the system goes out of order and you need to hunt for self-healing, and you need to provide your brain with external opiates, even in order to feel okay, you must learn to become somebody else. I mean, you don't expect uh, a way out. You don't expect a solution to that problem. You cannot go to a hostel and say, hey, I have this problem. Can you reverse it for me, please? Can you help me? No, 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 no. First of all, you have to accept the rules of the game because it becomes a game. The rules are that from this moment you are defined, you are classified as somebody with a weak personality, with the addiction personality. Suddenly, you become part of a club and you have to accept what people tell you so in the beginning you don't want to go to that road so you try to deny, you try to cope with it by yourself you try to stop using but but your body will punish you so you need to use the beginning every 12 hours and then every 8 hours and then every 6 hours, why? because we produce endorphins and accordingly we have a certain amount of receptors the moment you expose your brain to milligrams every day instead of micrograms, naturally, your body will start producing more receptors. And then you will feel the need to increase your dosage. Now, in the beginning, when you need to use just a little bit, you can manage that. You know, take a little money from here, a little money from there. You ask all kinds of things. But once your body demands a higher dosage, oh, you start having to go all the way to do things that uh, normally you would never do, and you have to lie, and you have to, you know, to tell stories, and you and you have to to learn how to become somebody else, and that's the moment that uh, you lose your self-esteem, self confidence, self esteem, self, you know, respect, and then it's just natural that eventually you will accept what people tell you that you are different that you have an addiction that will hunt you for the rest of your life. And it's so interesting that uh, when you go to a rehab place, they tell you, relapsing is part of the recovery. Wow. Yeah, they tell that in every place. That's what, what they tell. Relapse is part of the recovery. And they tell you more, your recovery process will last as long as you live. So you see the, the small minority of people that succeeded to overcome the withdrawals and they are fighting against cravings every day, but they are doing okay. They, are, they did not relapse. Even 20 years down the line, down the line they will tell you, I'm a recovering addict. And they say that just before their last breath. What a tragedy, when moral prejudice and greed are preventing so many people to have this chemical, simple medical condition reversed. The problem is, in medicine there's a specialist that handles those opioid receptors. There's a specialist who plays, who deals, who works with the endorphin system every day in their practice. Who they are? Anesthesiologists, critical care physicians. They agonize and they antagonize the same receptors. They give opiates to patients and they wash opiates out of patient systems. So they are the ones who have the basic knowledge to understand opiate dependency. What will happen with the coronavirus epidemic if Governments will recruit psychologists and social workers to deal with people that they feel bad. They cough, they do funny things, they are lazy, they lay down in bed because they're not feeling well. So what do they need? A psychology to change their motivation? To deal with the flu? To deal with the virus? No, they need medical treatment. So that's the only field in medicine. When the system is chemically unbalanced and this chemical unbalance will cause vomiting, diarrhea, high blood pressure, high heart frequency among with many other symptoms and signs those people are sent to psychologists because they are not behaving well. To make a long story short, opioid dependency is a neurological reversible condition totally reversible There's two parts of it, one on the endorphins that the body stopped reproducing, therefore people have to use external, and second on the receptor level, because people can overcome withdrawals, and they did, sometimes dozens of times, but the problem is having so many receptors, even if they overcome withdrawals, and they will produce again a normal amount of endorphins, this time a normal amount of endorphins will be able to bind to a very small percentage of the receptors. So people, they become, as they say, clean, but they cannot enjoy the benefits of their own endorphins. So, in good French, they feel like shit. And they crave, because craving is a psychological manifestation of a medical condition. Imagine that you have 12 stomachs and you start eating like crazy. So they send you to those support groups to say, be strong. You know, if you are so hungry, call me and I will support you. You know, it can work for some, for a certain amount of time. But if in modern medicine, we can get rid of of the extra stomachs and leave the guy with one stomach, we all need to give him motivation to deal with hunger because... He will feel normally hungry like anybody else, and that's the problem here. We we expect people to walk around with a huge chemical imbalance, and doesn't matter if they are before the withdrawals or after, and we expect them to do well. So we define them for their failures, but it's not their failures. There's nothing wrong with their personality. It's our failure. How come this field zero zero improvement, zero advances? on the understanding of the problem and on the remedies, therefore. And the funny thing is, you don't need to research anything. Because when I started 30 years ago, all I need to do is to open textbooks of medicine. The answers are there. The answers are there. And once you understand the very simple mechanism, the biological roots of this dependency, the remedy... It's just a natural consequence of this understanding. And that's what I've been doing for the last almost 30 years. Yes, I can take any opiate dependent patient, bring him to a hospital, allow him to overcome the withdrawals in four to five hours while they are asleep, and to rebalance the equation, endorphins and receptors. So they can have their endorphins working and kicking, and they can feel normal, whatever is normal for them. So they will be able to define themselves as they wish. They will not belong to a certain crowd of people. They are not, they were not suffering from a, as is classified today, chronic relapsing illness. What is a chronic illness? A chronic illness is a result of our ignorance because if we know more, we'll be able to reverse the illness. And if we reverse the illness, it's not chronic anymore. And why is relapsing? Because it's chronic. So, all the definitions, all the classifications are a result of of ignorance. And I just wonder, whoa, how many resources, how much money the academic world has swallowed due to this problem? Giving us back zero, zero, zero results. How many physicians became professors that allowed them to raise in the academic stairs to a top and they retired and in a whole life of writing papers and papers and scientific papers and papers and papers, zero benefits for the patients. So that's the tragedy and that's the situation. Now, you know, when I try to educate people, I need to expose my results and my experience out there through the media, of course. Through digital media mainly, because that's what works today. I mean, the mainstream media, they they will not pick up. The strings are are attached to all kinds of strange places. And then when I go to the digital media, wow, I have to face thousands, thousands of institutions who are making their belly grow with the insurance companies scam when the federal government gives billions and billions of dollars to treat opiate dependency they find a way to collect it nobody is trying to heal anybody that's the way the system has been working with the tragedy of the oldies, of people dying but worse than the oldies, the tragedy of the zombies that are living out there and because of this moral prejudice, greed and criminal activities from the rehab and the treatment, so-called treatment centers our veterans are being treated in the same manner our newborns are being treated in the same manner our children are being treated in the same manner so this madness must stop because the two, you know, you look back the two main tragedies of humanity for me number one is hunger but number two is ignorance Because when people are ignorant, they can be manipulated, they can be used like rats. So, today, the new rats of society are the opioid-dependent people. People who became dependent because they just wanted to feel high. People that became dependent because they have a medical condition that caused pain. People who became dependent because they had cancer. People who became dependent because they fought in a war for us, newborns. So, those are the rats of society. And that's the way they are being used. I'm sorry if I give you a headache, but this system is fucked up. And it's time for people to wake up. Yes, my language is not nice. I shouldn't be talking like that, because after all, I'm a physician and I should be respectable. I don't give a shit. I'm respected by the people who respect me for my clinical achievements, for my work, for being treated more than 24,000 people and healed them. I'm too old to play this game. Yes, I talk straightforward and I have to use this microphone because, you know, people are blocking me everywhere. They don't want to listen to what I have to say because this is not my personal knowledge. You know, if I had fantastic skills and I would be the only one that can do what I can do, I wouldn't be a threat. But why am I a threat? Because I'm showing a direction. I'm showing a direction. What I do can be done by others. Ah, God bless you. And if you can, after that, try to have a good day. See you around.